Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, Robert De Niro just became a father for the seventh time at the age of 79. Can you imagine having a baby now? Tony Kornheiser, sure. Bedtime at 7, wake up at 2 a.m. That's my schedule. That's my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah sure. that's I about, could do that. yeah, you could, you could handle that. I could do that. 79. 79 years look, old. Look, wow, I, I mean, I'm late in wow. the father game, okay? I was 49, and that seemed yeah. ancient. That's like John ancient. Tyler. He had children, and his children had children in their 70s. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Knicks lose, the Blackhawks win hockey's next phenom. Tim yeah. Ledger joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the Lakers holding serve at home and beating the Warriors last night, 104-101, to take a 3-1 lead in their series. The surprise star was Lonnie Walker the fourth, but 15 points in the fourth quarter. And I add parenthetically that the Knicks lost to Miami. So, Wilbon, you were 0 for 2 last night. Thank you. Back yeah, to the Lakers. What are your thoughts on what the Lakers did and how they did it? Tony, I mean, the Lakers were great. They were great defensively. They were great in terms of their role players like Lonnie Walker. I mean, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Let me not shortchange him, his lineage. Tony, and, and LeBron was just controlling. This controlled the game. And Anthony Davis, while he didn't contribute much offensively after halftime, was great defensively the whole game. I mean, how many guys 6'11 can guard the rim and get out to get the left hand up in front of Steph Curry? And he led Steph Curry into those shots. I mean, I know Steph Curry can and has hit those shots, but he didn't over Anthony Davis. And I'm also, let me, let me just say, as a guy who's a fan, fanboy of the Warriors, what the hell were they doing? Klay Thompson, who I love, think is the most underrated player of his generation. He was not there. Jordan Poole hasn't been there for a while. Jordan Poole is like, stop payment on all those checks you're giving him. And then Steve Kerr, he, he, he approves of the switching defenses that allow Steph Curry time after time after possession after possession to confront LeBron James. This is, uh, it's not smart. I'm sorry, because Steve Kerr is nothing short of brilliant as a person and a coach. But what the hell were the Warriors doing last night? It's like they let go of the rope. Mentally and emotionally. Now, they'll grab it again, I guess. But the Lakers were great last night. They can win this whole let thing. Let me just, let me say this about the Warriors. They are shooters. They were 6 of 17 in the fourth quarter. That's terrible. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, had more, had the same amount of baskets as the entire Warriors team in the fourth quarter. You know, you're always on me. Uh, about the fact that I said that when Kevin Durant went to the Suns, they were immediately the best team. And you always say, no, no, teams need time to gel. I'm yes. looking at the Lakers. They got guys, they got nine guys. I don't even know who they are. They got people coming from every which way all the time. I wrote down some names. Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, Jared Vanderbilt last night, Lonnie Walker. I mean, they had 23 games, you. not nine. They had more games than the Suns, with you. a lot more. I agree with you on the larger point here that I right. think either the Warriors or the Lakers could actually win the title because there are no great teams out there, and both these teams are pretty good. We'll move to another story. Yeah. All right, yeah. Wilma. This is the story you've been waiting for. Connor Bedard, the clear number one hockey prospect who people have been talking about for years, somehow landed with your Chicago Blackhawks. As yet, though, there is no word if the envelope was frozen. 
So I ask Good. you, what expectations are fair to place on this still 17-year-old player? I don't know about fair. Sports has no play in fair. It, it, no play. I mean, it, it, I know the expectations. I'm going to tell you one sign of the expectations in Chicago, greater Chicago land. In four hours last night, after the draft lottery was won by the Blackhawks, and that was 6 p.m. Central Time until before midnight, like 10.30 p.m., the Blackhawks sold, we're told, $3 million plus worth of new season tickets. Those are expectations. I don't care if they're fair. People change the rules for this kid. They changed the rules in Canada to get him on teams when he was 15. He was underage. He's that good. They think he's Crosby impact, you know, that sort of that size. Uh, maybe not that big yet. He's 17. The last time the Blackhawks had this sort of situation, they drafted Patrick Kane. How'd that turn out? Three Stanley Cup championships. So we're hoping for a little deja vu. Yeah, so I want to go on the record here and say that I watched the entire draft lottery, and the moment Chicago got the number one pick, I texted you and I left yeah. you a voicemail. You did not return either, which led me to believe you were afraid that Chicago was going to trade the number one pick to Carolina like the Bears did in the football draft. Now, in terms of expectations on this kid, you mentioned two names. You mentioned Crosby and you mentioned Kane. I'll mention Alex Ovechkin. They each okay. won a Stanley Cup. Yes. I don't know how good this kid is. His numbers are fantastic, but I don't know how good he is. Let's leave out Gretzky and Lemieux, okay? But he's probably better than the standard number one pick. So the comparison I would make is LeBron James to DeAndre Ayton. And if that's a valid comparison, then the Stanley Cup is a valid expect expectation. Yeah. It really it is. It might be coming. And his coming numbers. Back to Chicago, yeah. baby. His numbers are incredible. Just one set of numbers. 71 goals and 72 assists in 57 games in the Canadian Junior League he just played yeah. in. 143 points in 57 games. It's, it's incredible. Stop trying to make it like I was upset when the Bears traded the number. No. No, I wasn't upset. I'm thrilled. We didn't need the number one pick. We traded down and got picked. That's your thing. No, having the number one pick generated players. All right, plural. you're on the clock. So, Let's go. So, you you're know, on I, the I clock. mean, stop with Let's that. Go. Stop with that impression. Let's go. Now, let's move to the uncertain future of Bob Huggins. The Hall of Fame West Virginia basketball coach used an anti-gay slur twice on Cincinnati radio yesterday. He issued an apology via Twitter four hours later, reading in part, quote, there are consequences for our words and actions, and I will fully accept any coming my way, close quote. The university says the matter's under review and will be addressed. Tony, you see Huggins keeping his gig after this? Um, he could make it easy on everybody if he just resigned. He's 69 years old. He's in the Hall of Fame. With more public contrition, he could probably temper the awfulness of this incident. And I'm sure that's being discussed, you know, on, on higher levels as we do this show. Uh, but if he wants to keep his job, I will tell you that I think he's a hard guy to fire because he's a West Virginia grad. He's the D1 active leader in total wins, 863. He's got 345 at West Virginia. He took them to a Final Four. They may want to keep him. I think if they want to keep him, there's going to have to be a lengthy suspension, 10 to 15 games, maybe even a whole season. 
And I think he's going to have to talk about this all the time. I don't think Mike can shut it down and say, I've talked about it, I'm done. No, 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 you're yeah. not done with this. Yeah. You're going to have to yeah. keep talking about it. I agree. It. Something else struck me, Tony, in reading what he said, specifically what he said, the words he used. Huggins has to know that, you know, there's some parts of the language that, are, that offend, and it's a little cloudier. It's a little murkier. There's a little gray. You may say, well, they may be offended, but they may not be. No, no, no. Not this. What not he this said, which, by the way, by the way, so many of us have used that phrase in decades past, and the language and the culture changed. And you can't do it anymore, and you haven't been able to for some time. And you have to be living under many rocks to think you can say this on radio. No matter what we all said, or many of us said 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, no matter what our fathers said and our coaches said, and your boys said, no, you got to know that that's just stupid. It's offensive and it's stupidly offensive. How dumb do you have to be to not know that is going to get you in trouble? So, Tony, I agree with your assessment of what may happen, but if they want to fire him, if they want to, fine. If you're that yeah, dumb fine. at this stage at nearly 70 years yeah. old, maybe you ought not be employed. He made a, a, a good and thorough apology, and at least he didn't say, I'm sorry if I offended anybody, because, in fact, he right. offended everybody. And I think yeah. he knows that. Let's take a break. Yeah. Coming up, why are the Heat playing so well? We're going to ask Tim Legler. We'll also ask him about tonight's big game, fives between the Sixers, Celtics, and yeah. 95. And the Suns aren't and Nuggets. You, aren't you amazed that a guy in the public eye for so long would go on radio and say this? It, it, yes. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Let's get back into the NBA playoffs with our great friend, our personal friend, ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler. Tim, let's start with this. We'll start with the early game. The Celtics and the Sixers are now tied 2-2, heading into game five tonight in Boston. It's pretty much been James Harden's series so far. When he's been really good, his team has won. When he's been really bad, his team has lost. How do you explain the sort of wild ups and downs of James Harden? 
I wish I had the words to describe it because you're talking about these fluctuations, and I, I really don't think I've ever seen a player on his level with that kind of talent. You're talking about an MVP of the league with that great a disparity between floor and ceiling in the same series. I mean, it's when, when he's when he's been good in this series, he's been the best player in the league, right? In two of those games, he did things that only he could do. Because of his style of play, the strength, the handle, the shooting ability, the ability to get to the lane, and then the passing ability, which is a critical part of what he does. And then on the nights when he hasn't been very good, it's, it's not even a winning formula for the Sixers. You can't overcome it because he's got the ball all the time. He loses aggressiveness. He doesn't look confident. He doesn't even read situations properly when he should shoot and when he shouldn't. And he's had moments like that in the postseason before, and it makes you wonder, is he going to be able to find what he needs to to give him a chance? I give him all the credit in the world for game four. Game one, I actually thought, and B not being there took the pressure off of him, and he relaxed. There was nobody was expecting him to win that game. He tested the waters early. He found his jumper. He said, you know what, if you're going to play me this way and I can have certain matchups, I'll go ahead and have a big night. Two and three were some of those moments where you scratch your head. Game four is the one that I'm surprised by. I didn't know if he had that in him after two and three. He was incredible in that game, and he's now made this, a, he's downsized this series to a best of three, and they've got a legit shot because they've got two incredibly dominant offensive players. All right, speaking of two and three, people are both excited and on edge out here in the desert, Tim, for tonight in Denver with the Suns and Nuggets. And the Suns have won two straight games, been very impressive, although both those games were in Phoenix. I thought... They could have been doomed when Chris Paul went out of the series. How is Phoenix doing this without him? Yeah, I was also really concerned when he went down because he organizes things. Now, there's not as much pressure on him when this team to score the way he has in the postseason, but the floor leader, right, the security with the basketball, taking the pressure off Devin Booker so he doesn't have to handle it against pressure and get 30, right? Now, Devin Booker's got the ball in his hands all the time, and I, I thought it was going to be a problem, but here's ultimately what's going on in this series. First, you're, you're watching a guy on one of the great postseason runs any of us have ever seen. Booker was already a great player and a great scorer, certainly. Kevin Durant has now taken his game to a completely different level because of the gravitational pull that he has on defenses. When he's got the ball on one side of the floor, the way defenses shift, when it comes out and gets to the other side, Devin Booker has more room, more comfort zone than he's ever had. And he's got the skill to take advantage of it on every platform. So you're watching now the best offensive tandem in the NBA playing together. So that's first to how you turn this around. But there's been another change. Like Denver all year lauded as maybe deepest team in the league. If not Boston, you take your pick. Phoenix mortgaged all of their depth to get Kevin Durant. Where are you going to go to off your bench, right? Well, look at what's happened in the last couple of games. Phoenix's bench has been fantastic. Landry Shamit basically helped them win that game. Denver's just been okay. That's where, if I'm Mike Malone, I'm calling those guys out and challenging my bench in the film room to have a greater impact, particularly in those home games when role players are felt. But that's really what's turned it around. Booker and Durant have been unstoppable, and their bench has come through in a much bigger way than we thought they could. I will get you out of here on this. Ask for a relatively short answer. The Heat beat the Knicks last night. They are now up 3-1. Why is Miami playing so much better than people thought they would or could without Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo? 
Well, I think some of it is, to be fair, a little bit the path. They got a Milwaukee team without two and a half games with Giannis Antetokounmpo. So let's, let's be fair about that. Now, Miami's a great defensive team. They, they've got good balance. Jimmy Butler's been incredible in what he's done with his scoring. But that's helpful, right, getting two and a half games without Giannis. Now you get a Knicks team that doesn't have a superstar. They just don't have quite enough to challenge a team like Miami that's got depth and they're incredibly well coached and connected. We won't really know how good the Heat are till the next round. They're either going to get Boston or Philly. You're going to have to then bring it on both ends at a level we haven't even seen to this point to be able to win that. So I'm, I'm still reserving judgment on how exactly good this team is. But I'd say my number one answer would be Eric Spolstra. He's one of the sharpest minds in the game. He has been going back to probably year two in Miami when you first realized how smart he was. They don't miss any details. They are so locked in on what they need to do on both ends from a game plan perspective. I give Spolster all the credit for that. Thank you, Tim. Great pleasure for us. Thank Appreciate you very Appreciate it, much. Tim. Thanks, guys. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the Rays keep piling up the wins. And a few thoughts on the life and career of Denny Crump. Some career. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 75th birthday, Calvin Murphy. At 5'9", he is one of the greatest under six-foot basketball players of all time. He was an All-American at Niagara, where he averaged 38, 32, and 29 points per game in consecutive seasons, and where he was also a championship baton twirler. Yes, baton twirler. Murphy was a second-round pick of the San Diego Rockets in 1970, played his entire 13-year career with the Rockets in San Diego and in Houston. Murphy averaged 17.9 points a game in the NBA, shot 48.2% from the field. He averaged at least 20 points a game in five different seasons. He got 25.6 a game in 1978. Murphy never won a ring, but he got to the finals in 1981, losing to the Celtics. Tony, Muggsy Bogues and Monty Tao were shorter in stature and height. Yes. They weren't yes. nearly as good as Calvin Murphy. Calvin Murphy was worth the price of admission. You could buy a ticket and tell somebody, I'm going to watch Calvin Murphy. He was that good and for quite a long time. Agreed. Happy anniversary, Steph Curry. On this day seven years ago, the Warriors guard set the NBA record for most points in an overtime by scoring 17 in the overtime period of Golden State's playoff win over Portland. After missing the first three games of the series, Curry returned in game four, he had 40 points. Less than 24 hours later, Curry was named the first unanimous league MVP in NBA history. 
Previous record for points in any overtime was 16 by Gilbert Arenas in what we at PTI like to call a two-shoe game against the Lakers in the regular season. Previous playoff overtime record was 12, shared by Kobe Bryant, Damian Lillard, and Rajon Rondo. Wow, I mean, you know what? Curry now is involved in as many anniversaries. It's gonna get to the point in years where it's gonna be like Jordan and Wilt. You could do a Curry and LeBron. You could do a Curry anniversary every day. He's got something. It's just staggering how he's doing this. And he continues to do it. Still doing it, like last night. Yeah, I'm making a lot of commercials for food. A melancholy trails, Joe Cap. Cap, a rough and tumble quarterback who later coached his alma mater, Cal Berkeley, died yesterday at 85. Cap's the only quarterback to take his team to a Rose Bowl, a Super Bowl, and a Grey Cup. He was an All-American at Cal, then played eight years in the CFL before going to the Minnesota Vikings, where he lost Super Bowl IV to Kansas City. Cap was head coach at Cal for the famous band play against Stanford. Cap was a pillar of the Latino community and was an inspiration to one of his players at Cal, Ron Rivera, who told Pro Football Talk, quote, he stressed how important education was. I knew who he was and why he was who he was. He would not just accept the life that was thrown at him, unquote. Tony, I got used to watching him against my Bears as a kid, and there's probably no quarterback ever in history tougher than, maybe none as tough as Joe Cap who said, and I quote, I played with cracked ribs and punctured lung and torn knee and separated shoulder. I've been called one half of a collision looking for another. You won't see me running out of bounds to avoid a little physical contact with a linebacker. That's tough. And another melancholy trails to Denny Crum. The face of Louisville basketball has died at 86. Crum came to Louisville after playing for and working for John Wooden at UCLA and brought that championship know-how with him. Crum coached Louisville for 30 years, won 675 of his 970 games, a sterling winning percentage of 69.6. Crum's teams went to six Final Fours. At the time of Crum's retirement, only Wooden, Dean Smith, and Mike Krzyzewski had been to more. Crum's teams won two national championships, one with Daryl Griffith and the Doctors of Dunk, and one with Purvis Ellison. Regardless of who coached Louisville, before or after Crum, even Rick Pitino, Crum was the guardian at the gate. They even named a dorm after him. Tony, I'm always feeling now that Crum gets overlooked in the crediting of modern college basketball and what it's become. We're running out of show. We go to the big finish. The next scratch, Max Scherzer from tonight's start against the Reds with neck spasms. Cause for concern? Yeah, he's been an Iron Man, Tony. But, you know, when things start happening, well... Gaming officials are investigating 41 athletes at Iowa and Iowa State over allegations of prohibited sports wagering. Is this a big deal? I think so. Betting is legal. What are you doing here? The Rays beat the Orioles 3-0. Is that significant? Top two records in the AL, maybe. It's still early. The Golden Knights beat the Oilers 5-1 in Edmonton. Your thoughts? Uh, Vegas goalie looked like he was significantly injured after that one. Last yeah. one, Canes Devils stars cracking tonight. Who you got? I got the Devils and the Stars to even it up, Tony, both series. Even up. We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now those series are going to go to 2-2, Tony. I'm going to bounce back and get it right. I thought you loved the Kraken.